Hey everyone, we're back with another episode of Go Ahead Mama, and um, this week we're talking about, uh, of course, Mother's Day, which is awesome, but Kate, being the awesome friend that she is, has encouraged me uh, for us to talk about what it's like being a motherless mom on Mother's Day. But before we get into all that, I wanted to ask Kate, like, how are you celebrating Mother's Day now that you're a mom. Oh, so uh, we like to keep it pretty chill, um, and just have it be about me getting to hang out with Brant and Artie. So like last year and the year before, last year and the year before, there've been two now, right? Right. Wow. There've been two Mother's Days. Have there? I can't even remember. That's crazy. You've been a mom twice on Mother's Day. Holy moly. <laughs> You're a I'm decorated. Veteran. Yeah. So just, you know, having brunch and getting to hang out with them. This year, Brant's going to be away. So it's just going to be me and Artie. I'm actually excited about it. I think Artie and I are going to go to maybe the botanical gardens or the museum. Um, and we're just going to, you know, chill out and and do our thing. Um, you know what's? <laughs> I think it's funny, though, Kate. I started to think that Mother's Day should be a weekend where moms go to a hotel by themselves. <laughs> I think we should have Unmother's Day, where we're just like we have children. Uh, I don't. I don't. Doesn't what? ring a bell. Doesn't ring a bell. I'm pretty sure all I have to do is sit in this cafe and like. I don't cafe. I need a hot tub. I need something. <laughs> sit in this hot tub. Eat scones. See, Ooh. cafe and hot plus hot tub combined is you, ideal. You get my life. You get my <laughs> ideal life. Scones in <laughs> a hot tub. The Danielle story. <laughs> I feel like there's got to be a glass of champagne in there Ooh, somewhere yeah. too, but we can figure it out. Yeah, we can make it happen. Uh, but as as much as I think that that's hilarious, Kate. Um, so this is this is where it gets a little weird, right? Because. It's Mother's Day, and I am a mom now, but I, I don't have my mom to celebrate. Yeah. So it's it kind of brings up all of these emotions of like I'm really happy for everyone that's out there, you know, celebrating with their moms and kind of having this like generational experience of Mother's Day. Um, but it does kind of put me in a position where it makes me think about what it means to be. I guess the I guess the, the term I'm using is like motherless mothering. Um, because I think it's, uh, and I guess that I wanted to preface this with like, I know that there are people out there that have, don't have their moms for different reasons. So like some people may have never known their mother and then they're kind of going through life like that. Or in my case, I lost my mom later in life. Um, so that's kind of the, the perspective I'm, I'm speaking from having known my mom, having had a relationship with her, having had a positive, amazing relationship with her and then kind of experiencing being a mother without her. So I'll say that and I'll let you, cause I know you want to pry my brain. Yeah. With Kate, so, yeah. <laughs> so I'll let you. So can I, can I start out by saying, I didn't know you'd lost your mom until you brought this up for, <laughs> for our show. And I didn't immediately say anything. Cause I was like, am I your most asshole friend on earth? <laughs> Did she tell me? And I forgot like, Oh, I, you know, I remember your taste in nail polish, but that didn't seem important to retain. But no, I'm pretty confident you just never told me. And we've talked about uh, our moms a lot, like a lot. 
Well, so I'm laughing because Kate, you're the best because you have made me laugh in an episode where I thought I'd be already like on the floor. <laughs> I will wait <laughs> Within shortly. We'll just we hold on to it. We'll be there. Do not worry. We'll get there. Um, no. So that, I think that's also something, again, I, I, I can only speak from my experience, but it's a tactic that I've kind of used so that I don't have to... People get weird. People get weird because they automatically, it's hard talking about someone you love yeah. so much and that's so influential in your life, but is not there. So you automatically make, I don't, I don't even know how to say this, but it feels like you automatically make other people uncomfortable when you mention that this person's actually not there. So if it's just like a person in theory that they just never met, they're fine. Like, oh, Dale's mom rocks. Oh, Dale's mom is amazing. Right. That person in theory, they don't ever have to meet. And that doesn't make them uncomfortable because they're like, Daniel Rocks, of course your mom rocks, right? But <laughs> when you add in the component that, oh, my mom died going on 10 years now, um, it, it changes the conversation. It, it changes how people um, discuss your relationship with your mother. Like, you and I, I trust you, so you and I can have those conversations, but... Imagine if you're like, yeah, so mom really pissed me off this weekend because she chose a different color nail polish. And I'm like, yeah, my mom used to do that. Oh, but she's gone now. And you're like, oh, womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Conversation over. You know, it kind of, it kind of changes the way people view. So it, do not, do not take it personally. No, not at all. Um, if it come, if it came up and you were like, Oh, so when am I going to meet your mom? I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> no, but, she she but doesn't, doesn't like she doesn't like you. I told her about you, but she just was like, mm, I don't know about this one. She's no. not really taking visitors no. right now. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, and, and again, it's it's finding the people that you trust. I mean, clearly, I'm talking to you, and clearly, I'm talking to all of our listeners about it now because it's finally something that I can talk about um, a little more with a bit more control over my feelings so what are you at all worried about talking about this on the podcast i mean with our millions of of listeners every week <laughs> so many listeners all the oh listeners gosh. we love all 12 of you <laughs> <laughs> no um i'm not i think i'm i think the thing about it's the same thing why i didn't talk about it with you, right? Like, it's just a feeling of you don't want to come off like, oh, woe is me. But you do want to talk about the, the realities of what it means to not have this person. Again, if your relationship was positive, this is just from my experience how it's, um, how it's affected me. And I think it's good to talk about it. And I think that was why I was so excited when you encouraged me to do this because you were like, no, people talk about Mother's Day like, you know, it's brunch and flowers all the time. And there are a lot of people that don't have their moms. And that was the moment where I was like, okay, no, I can do this with Kate. I can be open and I can talk about this because there are other people that are parents that are feeling things similarly. And there's loads of them that might be feeling something different, but it's just good to know that at least I'm here saying the shit's hard sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, it requires a level of responsibility and maturity that a lot of times I don't necessarily want to have, but Hey, <laughs> here maturity we are. is thrust upon are. you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, my mom passed when I was 21. So I think that, you know, for some people that's at least, you know, she saw you to adulthood, but I think the reality is, is like at 21, you're not, you're no, not, you're a kid. I barely feel like a 20, uh, like an adult now. Um, but yeah, that 
I guess that's that that's what I'll say about why why I think it's okay for us to talk about it here. How do you feel like your your feelings about your mom and your feelings about losing her have changed since you were, you know, a 20 or one year old kid? Mm. Um, I think there are, gosh, it's not a benefit, but it, the, the reality that I didn't have to engage with my mother as an adult, um, I feel like we missed out on what I see a lot of my friends going through, um, be it whether or not they have kids, that they, they just kind of struggle with their parents seeing them in, in as an adult. Um, and that's not something I had to go through. And so I can see her in a very idealistic way. And I can say, you know, while it's been challenging to not have her, you know, meet my partner and not meet my first child and not experience all of the accolades that I know that she wanted to be a part of so much. I think the cool thing is that I get to keep an image of her that says, yeah, my mom would have loved my partner. Like she would have loved us. I'm sure there are moments where she probably wouldn't have. (laughs) But I think just knowing that, you know, you you kind of walk the line because like half of me is like, I really wanted her to kind of see my growth with him. But I know that there have been a lot of times where she was like, don't put up with that bullshit. Or or she would reprimand me for being not the ideal person that, you know, that that I should be. So, you know, it's hard because I know I'm living an idealistic version of what that relationship would be like now. Um, But that's mine. And I think that's what I'm starting to own is like, that's okay. It's, this is what I was, these are the cards I was dealt and I'm going to be okay with the fact that, yeah, I have an idealistic version of my mom and that's fine. So you have an idol idealistic version of your relationship with your mom. And definitely like, I think most people like a, a lot, vast majority of women I know have complicated relationships with their moms if their moms are still <laughs> in their lives. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's a big gap. How about your relationship with your mom as a role model for you as a mother? Well, I think that's where it gets challenging as well, because then you, you always have this version of the ideal person, right? Like you didn't really get to, I I didn't get the opportunity to talk to her about the real life things I'm going through right now. Um, but I, because I I mean, I've talked about her throughout this podcast with you in kind of a general sense. So it's, she was never a person that kind of made me feel like her life was in any way perfect. And that my, I mean, I grew up without my dad, right? And she was very vocal about why. And (laughs) there, there are a lot of things and, um, you know, did she just, I don't know, Kate, like, I just feel like it's hard at times because I, I, it's the, the, I guess the conflict I was having, even when we were talking, like I was shooting you through some ideas before it's that it's, I want to insert her into our life. I want to insert her into the way that we raise our daughter, but it's hard because like most people have parents who are thrusting themselves onto their children and like, they're just trying to backpedal like, no mom, I don't want you to do that. Or no mom, I'm not really into that. Well, I'm here thrusting her ideals onto our family and I'm kind of like doing it. And at the same time saying, no, but I have to be my own woman and I have to be my own mother. And she made mistakes. And, and you know, if you ask my sister what her relationship was like with my mom, it was very different. We're nine years apart. My mom was a different person between those two pregnancies, you know? So 
it's trying to just maintain a sense of self, even when you're trying to live under somebody's like image, if that makes yeah. sense. It's really complicated. Yeah. Know. Yeah. It's really complicated. Like, uh, so I might just be complicated. No, though, right? like, I mean, <laughs> it is complicated and of course you're going to complicate it because you have a brain and feelings and they're full of hormones right now in particular. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So it's just, um, I mean, and it, it's, I don't know. It's just that so much has been missed and so much, so many things I would have wanted to just get her input on. Um, and just kind of see her reaction to like having a granddaughter because my sister has two boys Yeah, and she was alive for both of their births and, and a good part of their lives. And, I just saw how much it meant to them. And there's so much of me that is distant from who she was in the sense of like, like I've talked about my Caribbean heritage and I don't have an accent. I don't, I don't know how to cook the food as well. She, you know, like there's so much of her richness that I just didn't pick up because I'm an Americanized version of my family. And that's kind of, you know, there are just things like that where I feel like I've diluted my my side of the family a bit because Dowdy doesn't get that. And we live far away from my aunts and things like that. Yeah. So without her being there, it's kind of like, well, who is this part of, what part of Dowdy's life is really connected to my family's side? Because she was the core. It's not like we had two parents and like, oh, well, there's a granddad on this side or anything like that. It's like she was my lineage. And now it's kind of like, I'm just trying to, grasp straws a bit at giving Dowdy something to hold on to regarding her legacy. All right. So you, are you trying to teach her more about your mother directly or, um, just kind of hold her values or connect to her sister's yeah, well, my, sister, my, my aunts are pretty hands-off people. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. We love them. Um, but they, they are pretty hands-off. Uh, we'll just, and unfortunately, that's kind of like our family style. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's the that's the hard thing, too, because it kind of feels a little corny to be like, oh, well, your grandma did this and your grandma did that. I just kind of wanted her to experience it for herself. Yeah. Because I think that's how you learn. And, like, for, for me, I didn't have my grandparents either. Um, but I didn't feel like I missed out because my mom was so... I felt like my mom was still a representation of her parents in the sense, like, culturally she was still very much so. Like, she understood the culture. She was a part of it. I feel like I don't... I feel like I'm, I'm just very different than my mom like and she wanted me to be and I think she she's proud of me but I'm just different so it's kind of like I don't really embody I embody the principles and I embody that like attitude and that that I think at times strength I think sometimes I'm not as strong as she was but um I don't know how I'm going to convey it I don't know I I feel like this is the power of having grandparents is that they they give the memories right like yeah they provide the stories like you for me now even like on her birthday it's weird because it's like well I usually am kind of I'm not as sad as I used to be but it's kind of like oh this is a tough day for me but how do we celebrate it and it's always this awkward thing where Doug was like oh well we can do like a birthday cake and I'm like that just that's just gonna freak my kid out like we're gonna <laughs> do a birthday cake for someone that is not there and then it goes back to how people I think this goes back to how people perceive 
uh, sadness and, and perceived death, right? It's like, yeah. the minute you talk about it, it's like, oh, oh, we're having a birthday cake for grandma. That's great. So where's grandma? Oh, she died. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think I really want cake anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But well, and that's crazy because now you have to deal with talking, you know, deal with the decision of how to talk to Dowdy about losing people you love a, a mm-hmm. lot sooner than a lot of other people do. I guess the one benefit is that I've had, like I said, it will be 10 years this year. Um, and I think I've, I think the beauty of it is that I've had time to deal with it. I think a lot of parents, um, losing my mom was absolutely the hardest thing I've ever gone through ever. And, um, I think it'll just be good that I've had the time to process it and it still makes me sad. And I still flash back to the moments and I still get the clearly little quiver in my throat, but I have at least understood what that pain feels like without her being here without, without Dowdy having been born. So the good thing is, um, that I can talk to her from a place of calm and a place of resolve and peace is to some extent. I, I feel bad. I, I, I cringe at the thought of having to be an individual that has to feel all the things I felt about losing my parent and then still having to be a parent at the same time because I was absolutely <laughs> non-functional. Um, but that's but that but that is a plus, and I think that's the thing when you think about what it means to be a mother is that you you have to find that strength and you find that power. Um, so I actually give kudos to people that have gone through it after having had children and having to explain that. Like my sister, who had I mean I'll never I mean gosh this is this is. This is usually the time when I cry, guys, okay? <laughs> but when my sister had to tell my nephews that their grandma wasn't there anymore, hands down of all the parts of that experience, hearing my nephew cry was the worst. Yeah. I'm good. I'm totally good. I'm telling you I'm good because I am. It just, like I said, the moments, they just yeah. they just come back a little bit. They sneak up. Um, they sneak up. Okay, so yes, so that was the the that experience that I was I only went through it as an aunt. That was hands down like traumatizing for me. It's the moment that it's one of the if I would say there were like three moments of that experience, that is definitely one of them that that sticks yeah. in my mind. Um, so I I just hope that conversation with her gives her. Sh- with, with my daughter gives her strength and you know we just we just got to keep it as yeah. positive as we can <laughs> this is when you become unrealistically positive it's moments like this where you're just like you know what yeah I want to break down and cry like a child but somehow you find the strength just like somehow you found the strength to push that baby out <laughs> or cut that baby out or fi- adopt or, or that do baby whatever, whatever or you're doing with that baby or you did that it. baby or like give that baby that <laughs> bottle at the middle of the night, whatever you did, <laughs> somehow you found the strength. Like that is, it's just another one of those moments where you find it. Yeah. The, the yeah. perseverance. My, um, my grandfather, my, my mom's dad, 
uh, died before I was born. And it's, it'll be interesting to see how Dowdy feels about your mom, because I definitely grew up seeing my grandfather as like, like just kind of, you know, almost like Santa Claus. Like she just, they were, they were really incredibly (laughs) close. And my mom had like a very loving, but tense relationship with her mom. Um, and Mm -hmm. so, you know, as you can imagine, like, like, yeah, exactly. Grandma, grandma, definitely a person like grandma's definitely like, please stop like moving my furniture. No, I don't want to leave my apartment. Like, no, you cannot have another of my pecan sandies. There are two left. Fuck off. Wait, so I have a question for you, though, Kate. How did your mom deal with that? Oh, that's a good question. Um, she definitely made him a part of my life so early on. I can't remember the first time we talked about him. Like, I definitely knew Ooh. how much she loved him and that losing him was really, really hard for her. Um, she was about. She was in her early 20s, too. Um, Or no, I think she was in her mid-20s? Mid-20s. But still, you know, young. Like, technically a grown-up, but really a child. Um, (laughs) Really a child. Like, if you're losing your parent, you're you're a child. Um, And she would talk about him regularly. Um, I think it was also hard because my dad was not exactly... Uh, on that model. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I know. I know, right? Shocker. Um, but so, yeah, so I think she'd use him as also, like, an example of what dads can be, you know? Like, I'm I'm really close mm. to my dad now. Mm. We have a really great relationship. But there were definitely times where I felt really disappointed, Um, and it was hard for me as a kid Mm. and my, you know, rather than talking about my friend's parents, it was more comforting for my mom to be able to talk about her dad and like, oh, we used to go fishing together. We used to do this and that, like, you know, um, he would, I would get a present from him at Christmas when I was little and it sounds really morbid (laughs) in hindsight. But I really loved it. I really <laughs> loved it. Because it would be something kind of sweet Aww. and like an old bell or something. I don't know. This is some some like proto-Etsy shit going on here. But but it worked really well. Like I always felt like he was present. Um, and my other grandfather, like, this is going out on the internet, so I'll be polite, like, was not warm toward his family. Like, he was a really strong personality. I respect him for a lot of reasons. Hawk. Um, his, right. his, he went by Hawk because he was just a really intense, fast dude. He was a marathon runner with a serious nose. Um, and wow. he, he was like a, a patriarch. <laughs> but he was in decline by the time, you know, I was old enough to know with Parkinson's and was just like not grandfatherly mm. at all. So it was almost, you know, I don't think I even suffered any I'm I'm trying to think of any downside, like, other than not getting to know my grandpa, of my mom 
putting him in my life, you know, making sure that I felt his presence. And I think this is where, I mean, your mom, you know, we love your mom. Um, I think the, I think the interesting thing, because it'll, it's, it's also a confidence factor. And I realize, and this is what I've been realizing as I've talked to you more and more, and we've had these topics is like the confidence that you have, like making decisions in your mothering is so important to feel like you're confident. And even if you don't feel all the time, just being firm in the decision you make, because a lot of times I want to be able to talk about her and I want to talk about her with, um, with my husband, with Dowdy. Cause I mean, like she didn't meet Doug. She didn't meet Dowdy. She like, I mean, she died six months before I graduated from college, which was like the moment that she had been waiting for, you know? So they're just, it just, it was just an interesting time for all of that to happen. And then for my life to just kind of progress into all of these things that I'm sure she wanted to see and then you miss it it's like how do I find the confidence to say no this person is going to be a part of my life yeah. um and part of my family's life and do it in a way that and I and here's the other thing and this is I I, I challenge myself to, to get out of uh, single parents oh yeah that's its own that in hour <laughs> or six it's separate separate piece <laughs> but I just um touching on that because like your mom was doing it on her own so like she could do a lot of this stuff and just be like i'm doing it <laughs> we're doing this this yeah. is how it rolls in our in, in our household you know um and i think i'm sometimes i'm very sensitive to the fact that like again the same reason i didn't really talk about it with with my closest friends is because I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. And when I think about my partner and I'm saying this, knowing that he probably, he's going to cringe when he hears this because that's not how he feels at all. But it, yeah. it, I don't want to sadden him as we talk about this. Um, so I'm encouraged by what you're saying about your mom, because it reminds me that I need, I need my mom to be something that Delby understands and is a part of her life because she's just, she was just such a strong woman. And I think that's the thing I, I wanted to convey is like, she's yeah. not perfect um, by any means, but the strength was undeniable and I think as a little girl seeing strong women and that's what I saw every day helped with how I was able to challenge myself and convey myself to the rest of the world even for somebody that has insecurities like even as people we have some insecurities but I can't imagine how bad my insecurities would be if I hadn't seen these amazing women all the time and they're crazy like my parents <laughs> are insane but and my mom is brought my mom was 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 no better but it's like because the decisions they made and the way they handled life um was definitely badass and hard ass and something just you know, a really wrecking ball just not fucking around right <laughs> oh so you saw that door too well you know i just wanted to pull those <laughs> over but at least I can I can dial back yeah. from that, right? I can say, "Wow, powerful woman." Okay, maybe that's a little on the edge. I'll just dial back a little bit, or I'll put my Danielle's spices to it. Um, but I'm, I've I've done all the things I've done. I've pushed through the walls I've pushed through because I saw women that were powerful. And, and I'm so glad you told me that about your mom and, and her dad. Because now I'm like, yeah, this might be awkward for for us for a little while as we figure out how to navigate this, especially since Doug has both of his mm-hmm. parents. Um, and I've got one mother that I don't have who I absolutely love, and, and then there's my dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Period. Uh, so then it's kind of like this place where I have to, you know, feel more confident in the fact that it is, we're still figuring out how to do it. But luckily, she's Dowdy's still very young, so we have yeah. time to figure out how we do that. But there are pictures. Um, one of my friends made this amazing quilt that has a 
picture of me and my mom when I was 10. Mm. And, oh, my gosh, you want to talk boohoo tears? Like, when I got that in the – she got it for me after my mom passed, and I, like, opened it up, and I didn't cry. And then I called her, and I was like, I just want to stay with this blanket. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really absorbent, too. Dry all of the tears. I'm tearing on it. Oh, my gosh. I, it was, actually. <laughs> also, it's not. Uh, but I also, know. drool. <laughs> well, yeah. And, of course, I didn't watch no. it. No. Um but I didn't know what to do with it. So I always kept it in. So again, blankets like 10, nine years old and I kept it and I just didn't know what to do. Cause I wasn't going to use it cause yeah, it was yeah. too special. So now I've put it in Dowdy's crib. Oh. So like when she goes to bed and then Doug actually was the one who taught her that that was grandma. Yeah. So like she, she knows, you know, she'll point to the picture. Who's that mommy? or who's that grandma? So I'm encouraged that we can do this. It's just, I just want to make sure that I'm conveying that this process is complicated because you want, as much as you don't want these people harassing you every day and like all the people out there that are like having their moms be way too overbearing, (laughs) I think the benefit of me as your friend and me as Doug's partner is kind of like a reminder that, yeah, it is annoying. And I'm sure I would be annoyed too. Um, And these people are just people, so they are constantly going to piss you off in some way. And I can't say for sure my life would be the same way it is now if she were still alive because she was such a powerhouse in my existence that I'm not sure I would have made some of the decisions I made on my own had she been present, for better or for worse. But I do think there's benefit to having someone that loves you that much in your life. Oh yeah. And so that was the other thing I want to tell you about because losing your mom, I don't know how this is for other people that have done it, but I've had a number of people that kind of stepped in afterwards other other women that I think are mother like figures. Right. And, and they've been amazing. So yes, my crazy aunt squad. Um, and then there's my auntie Sonia, who was the woman who actually took care of my mom in the last year of her life and she's she's amazing and my sister who's nine years older so she's always been kind of like a second mom because no 18 year old wants to hang out with a nine-year-old they just want to tell them <laughs> what to do right so so like there are all these people that stepped up um but the challenge and this is something that i really had to kind of process today was these people all have their own lives and I think that's the thing about being a mother that's so interesting. Because, like, you do anything for your child. As much as we talk about, oh, we want to do this and we want to do that and we want to maintain ourselves. And we can sound really, like, pretentious and obnoxious when we want to be about how we want to maintain ourselves. Like, at the end of the day, they we would give anything to make sure yeah. that they were safe and that they're okay. If it came down right? to it. If it came down to it, everything else goes to the shit. Like, goes to the wall. Like, and just knowing that, that you're not that for anyone can sometimes be a hard so, cause you're like, yeah, all these people love you, but they all have their own lives and those lives at the end of the day, their priority. And you know, that's just been, it's, it. I needed those people to kind of hold me up as I kind of dragged myself through those first, I'd say first, like probably the first five, five years after she passed. Um, but now it's kind of like, wow, you know, you realize that everyone has their own life and I'm not that for anyone. And that sounds really pity, pitiful, but it's not that I need to be. It's just that it's a fact now. Like, when you lose your mom or your dad, if you have a really caring dad, um, which a lot of people do, that person, 
that loves you unconditionally is no longer physically there to love you unconditionally and annoy you unconditionally. They're just not there anymore. So I just look forward to being that person for Dowdy as long as possible. And, um, but on a funnier note, that's also why I can't call my mother-in-law mom. So she doesn't listen to this podcast, I don't think. But <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Mama Jones. I really do. You're the best. Um, but it's not personal. It's just like mom, mommy, that's what I call them. I'm like, mommy, that's like a word that you use for somebody that would throw themselves in the street for you. And your mother-in-law will do that if you're walking with her son in the street. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like when she'll throw yourself I don't know and I feel bad because I know that it can create a distance there unnecessarily because it's like mm, I think that was the one I actually told her like yeah that's not gonna happen I never said I wouldn't I just didn't feel like I still feel like I need to process how I feel about that terminology yeah yeah before I just throw it out there yeah that's a that's an interesting one for me because I have the the opposite situation where just like I had a, a really close couple of girlfriends in DC where, you know, they kind of saved me some, from some really hard times. They were like just a different, like the first, the first friends I really 100% just trusted with my life, like, and felt I could be completely honest and open with. And we call each other mom. Like it started as kind (laughs) of a, a joke. Alcohol may have been involved. Listen, it's a truth serum. Yeah, exactly. And so we just we just always call each other mom. And um, and at one point, I don't know how it happened, but my I mentioned it in front of my mom. Um, I think her feelings were really hurt. Um, and now I can understand that because your kids don't like. As a mom now, I know that like Artie's not going to ever quite understand how much I love him. Like, and mm. what that means, mm-hmm. like quite the degree to which I would just like tear the face off of a kitten <laughs> for him. Like, yeah. I wouldn't even think twice about it. I was like, oh, you're cute. You're dead now. <laughs> it was nice knowing you. Could. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, you, you kind of abstractly understand that, that he'll never really appreciate that, that your kid will never really fully appreciate that. Um, but I, I, in hindsight, you know, I can see how painful it must have been for her to be like, wait, you're calling, you've known these women for like, you know, well now like 10 years, but you know, three or four years. <laughs> now, they've, now they've got some time on. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, but like, you've known these women for like three or four years. Like, yes, they're great. But you know, I'm your mom. Like, I'm your mom. And I can understand why she was possessive of, of that because it is, like, it's irreplaceable. Do you, did, did you guys ever resolve that? Did you ever feel like you needed to talk to her about it after you came to that realization? I don't think we ever did. She might, she might be listening to this right now. Well, okay, so here's another thought. Do you, um, and I'm always throwing you under the bus with the brand questions. No, go for it. Do you call Brand's mom mom? I don't. I don't. We're we're not that kind of family, though. Close. Like, okay. we're, okay. oh, we're really, we're close. But she's definitely, like, she's Vicky. And I don't think she would want me. Like, you know, I, I treat her like 
you know, like a second mother, but, um, but I feel like we're both comfortable that we have, like, our relationship is important. It's just a separate relationship. And I think that's my thing with, because, so, so this mom has, first of all, she has an honest, awesome name. It's Veronica. I always feel like she's like badass. Ooh, like, yeah, Veronica. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my, my ma, mother-in-law's name is Vicky. So I feel like oh, they would see? get Victoria and Veronica. I like that. Yeah, they like a, like a burlesque show. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope our mothers-in-law are not listening to this. <laughs> Or they are, and they'll take that act on the road. It's going to be amazing. I feel like Vicky and Veronica need to go on the road together. But here's my other thing. I think that's the other. I think that's what I want to convey to her at some point. Hopefully, she's not listening because I haven't conveyed it yet. But that, like, I respect her so much as a woman, and love her so much as a woman. Yeah. It's just hard for me to kind of put this mom word on top of her. It's not like I don't think she's a great mom. I think she's a phenomenal mom to her kids. Do do you think <laughs> do you think she would be as into you calling her mom if you hadn't lost your mom? Like do you think part of it is her wanting Cutting to yeah, in. exactly, wanting to play that role for you, feeling like she's stepping in? You know, I think that would be that's a that's a very kind a gesture, and I do think that that's part of it. Um, but I think the funny thing is, if you knew my mom, <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, I think this is, the, this is the hard part. And this is why it's sometimes hard talking about her because, like, you just had to know her to understand, like, how like reckless she was. Like, my mom was like a reckless kind of like off the cuff quick tongue kind of woman you know like so she's not this like Susie homemaker one that where she would even allow me to be like coddled right like my mom's my mom's mo was like stand strong take care of yourself like she'd probably be kind of pissed that someone was trying to coddle me right like you're just like what that's not how i raised you (laughs) (laughs) quit your whining (laughs) you're whining you've you've had 10 years now danielle come on get it get it together <laughs> so I feel like there's that conflict too where just like you know I I am definitely the emotional one of, of my mom and my sister and I um it's taken me a long time to get my sister to be like you have to say I love you to me and she's like no I don't I'm like yes you do because you love me so I was the one running around the house like begging not begging but being like I love you mommy I love you Giselle. I love you mommy I love you Giselle. and they're like oh my god what is wrong with this child <laughs> So I think I think that's why it's always so funny because if you know me, you know the sensitive part of me, which which you know my mother-in-law does know. It's so easy to think that I'm coming from this place. Oh, she must have been like just you know swaddled and like just <laughs> and like no, just told every morning how special she is. Oh no. No, 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 not at all. It was more like, don't let anybody tell you that you're not great because you're the best. You hear me? And then how do you get to become the best? You get up and you do everything you need to do. So wake up. Let's do this. Move it, move it, move it. Like it was very like, more like drill sergeant love, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit different. Like, I will love you by giving you the structure you need to be your exactly. best self. Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah. So you know, it, it it is challenging. It is. I miss her. Um, I miss her every day. Some days more than others. Mother's Day clearly can be one of those days um, where you're just kind of like, like I said, it's it's funny to be like, oh yeah, Mother's Day sucks, and just kind of leave it at that. But 
I think a lot of people that have lost their mom should feel comfortable talking about how yeah. hard it is to kind of go through that day without their parent. And um, if you have your mom, this is just like a plea to everyone that's listening. Can you just not complain about her if she's really not that bad on Mother's Day? Because that really will piss off somebody. <laughs> yeah, like, be oh, generous. I have to take. I have to take her to brunch. Uh, Life's so oh, hard. Yeah, yeah be <laughs> like, generous with your moms. Yeah, just just be a little gentle. Just a little gentle. If, if, again, not every mom is a yeah. great mom. Like not every mom was good to their children. Yeah, and we don't want to make that presumption. And I respect that some moms. We're ass wipes. So, um, and well, and you know, if, if you have your mom, be gentle with her. And if you've lost your mom, you know, it's, it's okay to make people feel a little sad sometimes. Like I, I'm not your mom, Danielle, <laughs> but I'm your friend and I'm a mom and, um, I never want you to feel like you shouldn't talk about something because you're worried I, I might be sad. Like, people people get really fucked up trying to pretend they're never sad. Like, I think it's it's a bigger issue for for men sometimes, but even women. Yeah. You know, and especially Clearly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm I am just as guilty. But like, I think it's really important that we teach our kids that. You can be a grown up and you can be take care of them and and love them and be a generally like together person, but you're still gonna be sad sometimes and you know kate that that really helps me like gosh, I'm really glad I'm really glad we did this together because you know it is about parenting and 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 the fact that you're the one thing that I always said to the friends that have their parents and they're kind of like struggling with being an adult and dealing with their parents is like your parents are people. They they did a lot of the same stupid things you did in their twenties, thirties, forties, maybe even fifties and sixties, right? Like they are still doing stupid things. Still still fucking up after all these years. <laughs> they didn't catch on. But I think if I can teach, you know, Dowdy and, you know, our future children that just are just that I'm human. And I think that's what, at least for me, I was able to see that my mom was human very early on. Yeah. It, it helped me kind of come to terms with the fact that, like, I could be human and I do a really piss poor job of giving myself a break. Um, so I'm glad that I'm encouraged to talk to her about her grandmother. I'm encouraged to give myself the space to feel. Give me your feelings. Well, I did. And I didn't, these are not easy feelings, but I'm glad that. I'm glad that I have this space to talk to you yeah. about this. And with our million followers. <laughs> All of our followers. And and I'm I'm really thankful that you felt comfortable talking to me and that we could do this together. Cyber hugs. Uh, so many tears. <laughs> we made it through. I mean, I'm, I'm still sitting on my chair. I'm not, like, in my red blanket I can, cuddled under the floor. I can see Danielle on Skype and confirm that she's not in a fetal position right now. I'm really impressed. There, we may have had to cut out, like, 10 to 20 minutes of this before. <laughs> <laughs> but we made it. Success. Yay. And on that note, thanks, mamas. Look at us. We did it. Another episode. So exciting. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter 
at GoHeadMama. And if you love us, give us five stars on iTunes and tell us what you liked. Positive affirmation is not always a bad thing. Tell us what we did well and we'll keep doing it. And we also love general constructive feedback. So if there's something that you think we can be doing better or a topic idea that you'd love to hear, email us at letstalkmamacita at gmail.com. Um, and if you don't like us, just, uh, step away from the computer right about now. Okay. Well, special shout out to our audio engineer, Josh Sharuz, and our amazing intern, Reese Ravner. Until next time. Thanks, mamas. <laughs>